0: liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get them off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe.
1: welcome everybody to another episode of liberty lockdown I have a very special guest with me today. He is the writer for Outkick, Gary Sheffield Jr. Welcome in.
2: What's up, man? How you doing?
1: Good, good to meet you. I'm Clint, by the way. I haven't even said my name yet. So um I, I longtime Padres fan. So this is kind of a weird microcosm of things, born and raised in San Diego. So I, I got yeah. to watch watch your dad play growing up. So this is kind of kind of cool for me. But uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate the time.
2: Of course, man. Thank you for having me. And yeah, tough. Definitely a tough season, a weird season for the Padres. It was like yeah. at one moment you guys were ascending, and and then obviously you had the shoulder thing with Tatis, and then uh, the worst part of all was when Scherzer was about to be a Padre, and then suddenly shifts to being a Dodger to oh, go yeah. along with Trey Turner. That was just a disaster. That yeah. pretty much ended the season.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Uh, yeah, we really needed another ace, and uh, yeah, and obviously Tatis's injure, injury issues that have been consistent have been brutal but man what a prodigy that kid is I I, I've been telling my friends you know I I got to spend my entire childhood watching in my opinion Mr. Padre Tony Gwynn you know I I never thought I would see another Padre that made me actually go like this guy might be better than Tony Gwynn and I like last season I had that instinct pretty much the whole season how do you how do you evaluate him as a player
2: Every once in a while, you'll see a player and say, okay, that guy's a future Hall of Famer. You don't ever want to say, okay, this guy's a surefire Hall of Famer two or three years into a guy's career. Right. But you can tell when you watch a player, we all saw it. I mean, even back in the early 2000s, there were certain players in that era where you're like, okay, we can see what's unfolding. You can see what's unfolding with Juan Soto, Mike Trout. We knew what was going on two or three years into those careers. So now that I'm seeing Tatis... And it's nice to see him in San Diego. San Diego is actually a really good area in terms of a a sports base. They love the Padres. A lot of people don't understand these things. They don't see that the Padres are actually big there. So now to see Tatis, he's being supported like crazy. And the best part is, is I saw him out at a bar. Um, I mean, obviously, like he's he's all masked up and all that. It was like a couple months ago, but people would walk up to him and they were cool. Like San Diego is a cool city where mm-hmm. people are relaxed and fans aren't all over you. It's not like LA. So um, I love that he's a Padre. And then, you know, for a fact that a future hall of famer is there to stay.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they got him under contract for like 13 years or something insane. So I'm yeah. thrilled. Like I had pretty much given up on the Padres for like the past decade, um, you know, just cause they weren't spending money. They, they weren't really mm-hmm. um, in contention ever. And then when he came on, I mean, obviously they got Machado first and then they they this Tatis kid, you know, explodes on the scene and you're like, oh, shit, we have a team all of a sudden. And then, uh, you know, this season has been full of ups and downs. Uh, first couple months looks like we're a lock to at least be a wild card. And then yeah. now everything's falling apart. I, what, what was it like, um, you know, traveling around uh, or did you travel much with your dad being a pro for all those years?
2: I was traveling. I was. I would go on the road a lot. It was very cool to meet a lot of people. Were like, "What's that like growing up with Gary Sheffield as your father?" To me, it was more exciting to meet the other players because people (laughs) don't realize he's just your dad. So no matter what they do, they're your father first, and you you see them as that. So a lot of people were looking at my dad like this superhero, and for me, he's just a regular old dad. Right. And the other players, like meeting Jeter. It was to me meeting Derek Jeter was the best thing ever I mean Derek Jeter was like Jesus
1: yeah so it, it
2: was it was an amazing experience
1: uh, yeah no that's that's awesome man um so yeah the the reason I I invited you on the show is because I I saw um a few of your tweets that were just like super anti-lockdown and as the yeah. show being Liberty Lockdown I was like this is my dude uh so so yeah what I mean are you coming at it from a you know, philosophical principle place? Is it a political place? like what Why do you oppose them as, as adamantly as I do?
2: Well, for one, I don't trust the government. That's just never been a thing of mine. I always trust in people first. Mm-hmm. And right now, this country and a lot of other countries before us, they were trusting in the government a lot more than what we did. America is an experiment in trusting in people and then hiring people to serve and basically see and and engage the room of what do the people want to do and, and actually having it being a democracy, the rest of the nation, you see with Australia, Australia saying, we trust in you more than the people. And now you're seeing what, what comes of it. They say, well, we know what's best for you. That's what it turns into. And it's human nature. So I'm always against that. I've always been against leadership telling the people what they're going to do with their free time. And it does not matter which direction it's going in whether it's a a cause that's in my favor I know it's wrong and I always speak out on it and it just so happens that right now that's the conservative point of view
1: yeah yeah no exactly I mean that that is the the funny thing about this is that it is just right now that this is the conservative point of view it's like yeah this this principle I thought was a shared ethos amongst Americans that like Right, we don't trust the fucking government. <laughs> that's right. how, That's how we roll, basically. Yeah. And and the ironic part is, we also don't trust big pharma. And and you know the left has been kind of the the standard bearer for that principle is that you don't you don't turn over your bodily autonomy to big business and say we're right. going to put a product in our body against our will potentially uh, or lose your job. You know, it's like this is this is truly. Um, stunning to me, just to put it bluntly. Like I, I did not expect this at all. I never, I never right. thought, and I, and I certainly never thought that the left of all people would be the ones that are are supporting not just the mandates, but also a product from a big business. Uh, I don't know any any comments there. <laughs> if you are in the market for a job, I have the connection for you. Not only is it a buddy of mine, but it's also a liberty-minded company which you can feel comfortable in supporting and vice versa. Go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up for the Daily Job Hunt newsletter. It is a once-daily newsletter for free that hits your inbox every morning, gives you just a little bit of information and inspiration on how to get the job of your dreams. It's really quality stuff, and it costs you nothing, no harm in doing it. If you are in the position of being discontented with your work for any reason whatsoever, be it mandates, be it just that you, you haven't got a raise even though uh, you know wages are skyrocketing. This is your opportunity to go get that job that you deserve. Don't wait. The eviction and foreclosure moratoriums are ending as well as unemployment insurance. So time is of the essence. Go to crash.co forward slash daily to sign up for the free daily job hunt newsletter.
2: I'm not. I'm actually shocked by all this. I was not considered a conservative 10 years ago. I mean, I'm 27. When I was 17 and 18 years old, I was always talking about just looking at everything situationally one by one, instead of saying, well, what is my party line? What are what rhetoric are they spewing? And then we kind of just follow those guidelines. And if you look across the board, left and right Twitter, it's a lot of people just agreeing with each other in an echo chamber, getting rid of people they disagree with and not engaging somebody else. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't do those things. I've always looked at it and said, well, this is the way I see this point of view maybe it's abortion maybe it's the the vaccine mandate and then all of a sudden people started calling me a conservative and then i'm like wow okay maybe then i'm a real conservative and the other people who are calling themselves conservatives and getting elected or are, are really just uh republicans that are hiding mm-hmm. that are really not republicans and that's just to me what it seems like you have a lot of people saying they're one thing and then being another i am not I'm not with a political party. I don't care about political parties. Mm-hmm. I just know you can't win an election without being affiliated with a party. That's sure. just really what it comes down to. So um, I'm always against people telling me what I can do. I've always been against telling women what they can do with their bodies. And I'm completely fine telling somebody, if you believe that the vaccine's going to make you a more safe human being, you should get vaccinated. I will always support that. Even if the data says you're more safe, if the data says it, I believe you should do it. But you can't tell me what to take away from the data, because I'm allowed to have an assessment. I'm allowed to have a process. And right now, we're trying to eliminate everybody's freedom of process. And it's sad, because we're what makes us special from Australia, or China, if we allow that to happen.
1: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And uh, I mean, this is this is the most frustrating thing about, you know, modern American politics is that it's so tribalistic and it's like if you're a conservative, you're supposed to oppose this. And if you're a, a Democrat, you're supposed to not just endorse it, but in, endorse it full throatedly like you're going to like you you are willing to uh, sacrifice anybody in this country if they disagree with you. And I think that's been the most galling part about this to me is that, you know, they are now coming after people's livelihoods if if they refuse. Yeah. and. And that's that to me is a red line, you know, just to put it bluntly. I I don't I don't think that that's a a precedent that we can allow to exist Mm -hmm. in this country. I think that we have to take a stand in a very forceful way that says you guys are not going to to, you know, eliminate the principle of bodily autonomy as long as right. you know freedom loving people exist here and as you as you pointed out you can look all across the globe there are massive protests that are happening in France and Belgium and all, like yes. Spain Italy all over we can't get a fucking protest to save our life here are you are you a little bit surprised by that cuz that that's blowing my mind that I can't like I'm even in right. this I'm in this arena and I can't seem to find anybody that's like actually willing to get in the streets about this thing
2: I'm not surprised by it personally, because if you really look at the facts of our nation right now, there are about 800,000 registered sex offenders. Okay. 800,000, not one of them is required to carry around a paper saying that they are a registered sex offender, not one. Yep. And the, and here's the amazing thing. The only reason they can't is because they have privacy. <laughs> <Right>? There's a <laughs> privacy law on that. But, but I, who has never committed a crime, right? Let alone a violent or sexual crime ever. I need documentation to walk into arenas and stadiums and and any type of venue in New York City. How does that make any sense? We have people, we're, we're saying that registered sex offenders are less dangerous than somebody who didn't get a vaccine where people were more safe and dying less before any vaccine ever existed. We have to start asking questions. I'm not saying people have to draw the same conclusions as myself. You do not have to do that. And I'll never claim that that's the truth. Right. But that is literally what we're doing is we're all claiming that the people who study longer than us, the people who are in the white coats, they know what's best for us. And they're now making all the decisions they're in charge. And conservatives, real conservatives don't believe that.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and not just that, but it's not all of the the scientists in white coats that are a monolith right. that believe that this is like a definitive stance that you know there there is legitimate room for differences of opinion and and that's that's definitely been you know a very frustrating aspect of this for me is that you know people people pretend that this is an open and shut case that there is no right. gray area and it's like it's like look we're dealing with a novel virus like it's it's a new thing we have already seen the science uh, science tm evolve Multiple times over the past 18 months From the higher up yeah. From Fauci from all these people And it's like it's like and, and now No matter all of the changes that we've witnessed Over the past 18 months in terms of Guidelines for how we're supposed to address this Mandating or not mandating Masking or not masking like all of this Shit has cha- changed and evolved Repeatedly yeah. but still If I question anything today I'm still considered anti-science And it's yeah. just like What
2: <laughs> yeah, six, six months ago, Dr. Fauci said, well, well, the masks are just political theater. You don't really, it, it just makes people feel safe. Right, that's right. all it's going to do. You don't. It's not really doing anything. People really should not be wearing masks. That's what he said six months ago. So mm-hmm. six months ago, if you said, before he said it, that masks were pointless, he would have berated you. His entire following would have berated you because you're asking questions. Right. But now that he said it, okay, now that's fact. And then six months later, we get to today, and he's talking about masks. So now, who was right? Six months ago, is it the white coats? Or are we going to recognize that the white coats are learning just like the rest of us? They're actually sending through experiments because that's what we are. We're just a human experiment, and we're just testing new chemicals on our body. We have no idea what it's going to do. People talking about, well, it's, it's completely safe. Well, if all of us get vaccinated, who exactly is the t- test subject of unvaccinated people? Yeah. Well, who, where is that test sample to make a comparison? Right. But right now, we do not want any comparisons. We don't want questions. We don't want anything because we want to trust in the present day science, no matter where it leads us.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really exhausting, to be honest, because... Like, yeah. I, I, you know, as someone who's been following this, I, I, I was a, a private money mortgage broker. I retired from my business during lockdowns because I, I was very concerned about economic collapse. Because I was like, if you shut down the economy, uh, we're fucked, you know. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't I also didn't know that they were going to print, you know, seven trillion dollars and and do all sorts of crazy shenanigans to to yeah. prop prop this thing up. So it uh, it ended up buying us more time. But neither here nor there. I I started this podcast during that that period because. I was so concerned that there was no one coming out forcefully opposing the lockdowns uh, and, and back to the same principle that you had about, you know, bodily autonomy and, and like, like not, not being forced to do what people in white jackets say the lockdowns right. to me were, were just, I mean, honestly, it's just as egregious to me as, as uh, vaccine mandates are that were it you, op- were you opposed to the lockdowns early on as well?
2: Completely. And I didn't follow them whatsoever. Literally nice. zero. Not Love once. It. I was, any way, pos- any way possible, if I could walk somewhere, if, if, I, can, if I can go some little private shop restaurants, if they, could try, if they were open somehow, I mean, I was doing everything I could to be involved in the community. And as much as I know Walmart, um, thank goodness, Walmart, the virus didn't spread at Walmart or Target, and they were allowed to be open the entire pandemic. But all these private small businesses that were forced to close, isn't that amazing how that works? So I was completely against it. I'm here in Arizona where we were, up, we were up and down. It was like, we're closed, we're open, we're closed. And we're just looking at numbers. I'm like, goodness gracious. Why, why don't we just close down in the winter? If that's the way we do things, people are dying every year from the flu. Tens of thousands of people yeah. out across the globe. If we really care about people, then I guess all the, all, every country should just be shut down for the winter, right. shut it down we all enjoy Christmas, no parties of more than four, and then enjoy your Christmas. Happy <laughs> birthday, Jesus. Right. So like, but realistically, we never did that because we understood we actually care about human liberty. And then now all of a sudden we don't. Yeah. So it, and, and really the person who who sparked this is when you have Donald Trump in there, they're like, we need to do something extreme. We need to be anti Donald Trump. Now we need to really involve because Donald Trump was making the American people realize you do not need us. Mm -hmm. You don't, you simply don't. And now that people are starting to starting to realize Joe, Joe Biden is starting to help people realize that you don't need us because he's so bad. And that people are going, why would I invest into the dollar when I can just get rid of my, my cash, which I can't trust you with, by the way, and go get Bitcoin, which is what I did. And I never tell anybody to do things I'm not doing, but I'm here to tell you right now, cryptocurrency, is the future and a lot of it has to do with policy and policy is ruining all currency not just the dollar yep
1: no it's it's a it's a global fiat currency crisis and uh you know i i see it the same way you do as someone who's you know a background as a hard money mortgage broker i was actually dealing yeah. with you know millions of retirees funds and and uh this is i don't think people understand how precarious this is how challenging it is as as someone who's a money manager my job was to invest people's capital and i'm looking around at you know investment prospects across the globe with the lockdowns and things like that and it just threw everything into flux and i was like yeah like honestly the the best investment i could possibly give people at the time and unfortunately i'm dealing with retirees so it's like what a you know
2: it's it's tough
1: yeah getting getting them onboarded is like impossible so um but yeah, yeah, I mean, if you had bought Bitcoin or, or a litany of other cryptocurrencies, but I'm, I'm personally a fan of Bitcoin, um, in March of 2020, you know, when, when it tanked, it's, yeah. the be- it's the best investment you could possibly hold. And, and I think that, um, you know, you're right. It, cryptocurrencies are the future. Are, are you a, a Bitcoin maximalist or, or do you uh, play with, you know, a, a basket of them?
2: Um, no, really. I'm just, I'm strictly on Bitcoin right now, but I am pro any product that's finite, the American people should be looking at your eyeballs. Should be I understand that okay, it's just a little electronic little piece of garbage, it feels like right? right. And it's like, what what makes this so what makes this so compelling? Why is this valuable at all? Well, it's like 80 years ago, who decided that, well, the US dollar, 80, 100 years ago, yeah, we're just gonna have this little piece of paper be worth a hundred dollars of your time. We just we all just agreed this is worth something. And the reason it was worth $100 is because that's the rarity of finding a $100 bill. But when you print another $100 bill, it makes it just less rare. So it's obviously worth less. That's, that's common sense. Well, if you invest in a Bitcoin, there will never be more Bitcoin in circulation in a year. There will only be less. So it's common, common knowledge that that piece of property is going to be worth more. So you understand that if you even just have $50,000 sitting in a bank right now, in 10 years, it's probably worth 48 and a half. And that's just, that's just how it goes. It might even be worth less. So I am I always would try to help people understand that part of business. I'm not a business genius. It's not like I'm over here a billionaire, but it's just common sense So you want to own product that's going to be worth more in five years as opposed to less, because all it does is force you to use your cash right now to buy a house, which is really the same thing as Bitcoin. It's just a product. Mm-hmm. So you you really want to get rid of your cash, stop believing in the government because they keep failing you. They've never not failed you in the past. So <laughs> you, should con- you should trust that they're going to fail you in the next 5 to fif- 10 to 15 years. Right. Understand they're going to let you down. And so take that pressure, just take all that responsibility right out of their hands and do it yourself.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean that's that's definitely the the beautiful part about Bitcoin and the and the cryptocurrency explosion is like this is the first time in my life that hard like a there's an electronic, um, you know, fungible, transferable, hard asset, an electronic hard asset. I mean, yes, that, that almost sounds like an oxymoron, but it, it's it is what it is, and and yeah. this is this is the first time as an investment advisor that I actually have a product that I can just be like, look, this thing, this thing is way more hard and and you can actually move with it like i i i used to be a precious metals guy but yeah i mean comparatively like people don't even think about it but if you have a thousand or a couple thousand ounces of silver that's just a bitch to move man (laughs) it is it really is yeah like you have this giant ass safe it's like it's heavy as hell um so bitcoin is like in an instant i can send it to anyone on the planet i mean it's it is really really groundbreaking and revolutionary. And and to your point about, you know, how the government has failed us consistently five, 10, 15 years, you can just, you know, write it down in red ink, like your, yeah. your savings will be worth less. Well, it's only speeding up. That's the really scary part about this is like yeah. the debasement of the currency is actually increasing um, exponentially. And, and I, I, do you, do you think that we're going to actually see the collapse of the U S dollar in, in your lifetime or in mine? If you love playing fantasy football but struggle to find the right resource to help with your research, the guys at Football Insider Edge have you covered. The football season is days away. Sign up now. Whether you are a season-long player focused on DraftKings or FanDuel contests or just like to make the occasional wager each week on a couple of games, Football Insider Edge provides you with the research tools and in-depth analysis to take your game to the next level. With their proprietary model, matchup charts, and industry award-winning content, the team at Football Insider Edge have devoted themselves to educating their subscribers, helping them improve their play, and in a few special moments, Winning life-changing money They are proud of the community that they've built Through weekly interactions on their Slack channel And take great pride in helping others to achieve their goals Of becoming better fantasy players As supporters of this show and the Liberty Movement as a whole They are currently offering a 20% discount On any monthly or full season plan on their website Just go to FootballInsiderEdge.com And use the code Liberty at checkout To take advantage of this discount offer today Again, go to FootballInsiderEdge.com .com and use the code liberty at checkout.
2: I think it's, I don't believe it's going to be where we abolish it, okay. but I do believe it'll be an afterthought. It'll be like the coin. Mm. To me, it'll be like when you find a dime on the floor, you're like, okay. Right. right. It, that's, it's, worth, it's worth a damn, but not really.
1: Yeah. Like, okay? I, don't even, I don't even pick up anything less than a quarter. And I don't, and sometimes I'll just walk past a quarter now. It's really sad.
2: It's, yeah, it's pathetic. You can't even buy a gumball with that anymore. So if you show up and you, if you want to go to Walmart, eventually what you're going to see is this piece of product, this TV. If you want to buy a PlayStation five, a PlayStation six from Walmart, it's going to cost you 0.00004 Bitcoin. (laughs) That's what it'll be. And they'll go, wow, just that little of Bitcoin will buy you this much. Yeah. That's called a real currency. Mm -hmm. That's what you'll see. And, And that's amazing because you'll be able to walk in and buy a truck for 0.3 Bitcoin. And right. you'll start to see if I can use 0.3 of this currency, as opposed to 80,000 <laughs> whole dollars of this coin, uh, maybe this is more worth my time. Right. And, and we trust, we trust, people say, well, I don't really trust data. I don't really trust numbers. But when you go to the bank, what do you think they're doing? They pull up a screen they click a button and say, well, we owe him. He's got $32,435 in his account. It's the only thing. That little computer is the only thing that's that's keeping that money in your pocket is a little computer screen. So if you trust that electronic, you shouldn't have a huge issue, right? Figuring out a way to trust into Bitcoin, which has not let people down yet. Bitcoin has not failed yet. And right now, I only throw my trust into people who haven't failed me yet.
1: Yeah, no. That's that's a good that's a good precedent. You sound like you've been burnt. Hey, did you did you absolutely get this? okay okay?
2: Because <laughs> I mean, I, at one point, I thought I was doing really good. I, I did like I I was doing well in college. I had a lot of it paid for because of of baseball, a lot of baseball scholarships. So I was doing really well in terms of getting through the college life. So I was saving money, and I'm like, okay, well, this is great. I can save twenty thirty thousand dollars of of work money and just throw it in a pile. And then all of a sudden I came out and I'm like $30,000. I could, I always wanted a Ford Raptor. I always wanted to buy a truck. Wasn't gonna be my first purchase, but I wanted to buy a truck. Then all of a sudden I come out and I go, I'm gonna need about $50,000 to buy this truck. Next thing I know I come out in in 2020, 2021 and a Ford Raptor cost me 85 grand. That's, I'm like, what in the world just happened to my dollar? (laughs) It's the same thing, same thing with the housing market. If you want to show up to the housing market you better be prepared to offer ten to fifteen thousand dollars over the asking price and in cash yep and, and who's doing that it's the rich
1: yeah yeah and and the price is probably north of a half a million dollars depending on where yeah. you're at in the country I mean in San Diego it's a starting a starter home a starter home is like three quarters of a million dollars so I mean yep it's, it's wild and it's that's I'm not talking on the coast, I'm not talking with a nope. view. I'm talking, you know, like in the hood, and it's it's yeah. wild. I mean, it is absolutely wild what what has um, you know the the shift that I've witnessed just in my lifetime, and I'm not even that old. But it's it's really uh, this. I, I personally am a believer that we will see the death of the dollar, and and we okay. will shift now. But the the only difference being that I think they're going to shift us to a, a central bank digital currency where they're going to they're going to abolish the dollar because at some point people will will be f- uh you know fleeing it for the cryptocurrency space so aggressively that it'll become essentially valueless so then they're going to re they probably criminalize the cryptocurrency space which as you and I know prohibition doesn't work but i right. think that's that's probably what they'll do and then they'll they'll offer people to exchange them into a central bank digital currency which they'll still be able to inflate so it won't actually alleviate our problems um, what, do you think that there's any, any chance of that or or you think they're going to just continue to compete against crypto? Because I, I think if they continue to uh, compete against crypto straight up, they're going to lose.
2: Well, eventually, you're just going to see a reset, in which I agree with you. You're going to see a reset because if, if you're going two different directions and you're headed south, eventually, you have, to make, you have to start making promises and say, well, let's reset the dollar. We're just going to start a new currency. They're just going to try to bring it back up to an equilibrium and start it here. And then we're going to make some empty promises to you guys that we're going to hold the value of the dollar because the proof will be in the pudding. You'll have to pay $95,000 for a a Kia Soul. That's (laughs) that's like what you'll be looking at. And so they'll be able to see that. I mean, the dealerships won't lie. The numbers will show. So they're going to have to reset in some way, probably digital in their own type of cryptocurrency. It'll Mm -hmm. be the same type of thing. Our money will be on our phones. And they'll say, well, we'll just put a little barcode on your arm. You'll scan it in and then come into walmart that's that's what they want and then eventually if you don't get your vaccine there'll be a fine that they just swipe off your arm and and that's just the way it is you don't get your driver's license that's another fine so you walk (laughs) into walmart you don't have to actually give away your money they'll just take it
1: dude see i I knew you were my people you're you're talking you're talking about barcodes the intro the intro music to my uh to my show, yeah. Please please scan your barcode. Uh, yeah, I, right. I agree, man. I think that's the plan. I mean, I I you know it's funny too because I never considered myself a conspiracy theorist, but after the past 18 months, if you're not a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, I think you're just not paying attention. Like, this is this is really concerning what they've been doing. Um, and it seems to me that their intention is to not just have i mean first off i'm not sure that the lockdowns ever end i'm not sure that uh the vaccine mandates and all of the stuff ever ends i really think that, that we are headed towards kind of the world economic forum great reset uh mode of things where there are globalists that want to have a global government system and they want you know individuals to have as little power as possible do you do you even uh you know play with these ideas do, do you give it any credence or, or what do you think is this is it possible that these people are just inept and this is just bad uh bad decision making or do you think that there's potentially more to this
2: no it's it, to me it does not end i completely agree with you this is not going to end because if it does end that means that half the country which i don't know how many people are vaccinated would they say 70 percent is the number that the government's throwing
1: out? 70% say that uh, have had a single vax, 52% of Americans have had uh, both.
2: Okay. So that's about half the country, which you have to imagine some of those people who are fully vaxed disagree with what's going on with the mandate, which means less than half the country actually agrees with this type of protocol, less than half the country. So I would assume it's about 35%. So that's about, that's like a third of the country. That are gonna have to just admit, well, we were just wrong. Has anybody ever on either side ever been like, well, I was wrong? I've never seen it. I- uh-huh. I've seen, I still see Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton right now is saying she was right. Okay. She's a laughing stock of social media. She's a laughing stock of any platform she joins. She's the laughing stock of policy. Anyone in the service is laughing, like they cannot stand her when they're talking about Benghazi, right? So The people fighting wars, the people in our country here not fighting are all pointing and laughing at one person because they're such a clown. And yet she still has not admitted it. And somehow, some way we're going to get the average Joe that believes in these people as their overlords to agree with us. Realistically, this does this just doesn't die because the flu hasn't died. So as long as you see the flu, you will see COVID. It's just another it's just another thing.
1: I I agree man it does not go away yeah that that was my point too uh yesterday I was like if there's one message I can get across to people globally is that this is endemic it is not pandemic pandemic is something that can actually go away endemic means it's with us forever in perpetuity and and you know the the sad thing about this is even if you follow the science TM that is still the case like they they have they started off by saying the vaccines were perfect and 100% effective and 100% safe well they're not and they're not and and yeah. what that means is unless you have a perfect silver bullet vaccine it means that we are going to have covid with us forever and the really scary part is this shit's evolving um so right. we're going to have variants with us for the rest of human existence as far as i can tell unless there's some new vaccine that comes out that is you know some miracle but at this point we don't have that. And and the fact that they want, you know, honestly, even if the even if the vaccine was perfect and it was a silver bullet, I still wouldn't advocate for it being forced in people. No. But but I could understand that argument better than this. With this, they are openly admitting this shit isn't perfect. It doesn't work that well. If you have to get boosters, you know, every five or six months, this shit isn't
2: that's not that good. Like, what, what are we talking no, about? No, It's not. No, because I don't remember people saying, well, we're going to administer for smallpox. Okay, I'll see you in six months. And I'll see you in six months. (laughs) And I'll see you in six more months. We were not doing those things. It actually eradicated the virus. And the craziest part is you actually have people who are vaccinated and they say, well, you can still get the virus, okay? And it's very dangerous because you can still spread the virus. Okay, then what's the virus for? And then they tell me, well... It's because it'll reduce your case and you won't be potentially hospitalized or you won't die. Well, then if that's the case, you're essentially telling me that if I'm vaccinated, I will most likely very, very small chance of actually even having a serious case of a sickness whatsoever. So if that's the actual mission here, the vaccinated should be safe. What, What exactly you're so you're. You're putting a mandate out and you're yelling and you're screaming. Joe Biden shows up screaming like he's on a lawn because (laughs) I'm at risk. What's it to him? Like, what does it really matter? If I'm your opposition, which I clearly am, would never vote for him. The people who vote like me would never even consider him. Those most of the unvaccinated people in this country are conservatives that want to make their own choice. It's just that's the way both sides of the political party work. They want to, one side wants to make their own decision while the other wants other people to make it for them. Mm-hmm. So if Joe Biden thinks I'm his opposition, I don't understand what like, I don't understand what you're doing. You're trying to protect conservatives all of a sudden. Why don't you just show why don't you just hop on the radio, hop on national airwaves and say, well, conservatives won't get won't get the vaccine. And, and you know, if they if they want to perish, then um, we're, we're always going to be here for them. Um, and we, we would suggest all these things but what does he say he says well, you're putting you're putting all of americans at risk right oh are we because if we are then your information that you're telling me about hospitalizations and reducing cases is nonsensical it doesn't make sense exactly. so it, if all that is true then their statement and their conclusion is just garbage and i'll never believe it
1: <laughs> i i think you've you've laid out the logic perfectly i mean this this is what drives me crazy is like you spend 18 months. And for me, you know, I spent a lot of time at home because I basically retired from my business and the lockdowns, there wasn't a lot of shit to do. I was in San Diego, so the lockdowns were pretty vicious for a while. And it's yeah. like, so what did I do? Obviously, I took a lot of time and I researched mm-hmm. this stuff because I was like, I want to make sure I understand what's going on. I mean, first off, I wanted to understand because I didn't want to die. You know, that, that's like natural human instinct. I want to understand this threat. and yeah. and And it's like, we had all of this time locked in our houses and people still don't fucking get what we're actually dealing with and it's like I don't right. I don't understand how people didn't do any of their own research to come to some sort of conclusion that there is logical incongruency with the messaging from the top it doesn't make sense and and it's like I'm not I'm not some genius I'm not some expert I'm not even pretending to be one especially when it comes to epidemiology and virology and vaccinations right. it's like I'm not an expert however I do have a brain and I do have the capacity for logic. And I just basically logically deduced this shit doesn't make sense. So did, yeah. you, did you come to your, the same conclusion via research of your own or, or was it just purely an instinct?
2: Um, it felt like instinct, but yeah. now I just realized that the difference, the fundamental difference between conservatives and Democrats at this point is that Democrats believe that no matter the field, whether it's sports or it's the medical field. If somebody is a professional at whatever they do, which means they went to school and they studied or they played in a professional league, that person, no matter what they spew, knows better than somebody who doesn't study. So in conclusion, I cannot question anybody who studied longer than me in any subject. Right. That's essentially the takeaway Yeah, is that, if that man has his PhD, he is, according to science, a smarter individual than me. And now we're, uh, we're making a false equivalency of schooling with education. Mm-hmm. Educated people don't have to go to school. Some of the smartest people I know went to trading school. They yeah. all advised me, Gary, don't waste your time in college. Complete waste of time. Go to a trading school. It'll be the best thing you ever did. Didn't listen to them because I didn't really know. I didn't really want to work in trade. That's not what I wanted to do, sure. but it was great advice. Mm-hmm. So obviously smart people don't exactly get the recognition that they deserve. But the thing is, is just because they didn't go to school doesn't mean they can't ask questions. They can't wait and see. They mm-hmm. can't. Well, if that's their best way, great for you, but I'm going to wait and see what happens. But they want to skip that whole process. All of that process, they want to just get rid of it. And smart people always let other people enter the room first. And then they say, okay, it's safe. It's good to do that. Okay, now I'll do it. What do rich people always do? Rich people always go, well, I'm not going to be the only one with my ass in the hat. Let us somebody else join me. Because if you guys are not willing to walk in before me, which is the reason why you don't see the White House, you don't see Congress forced to get the vaccine before us. It's you guys go in first, and then we'll go in right after you. (laughs) Trust us, okay? We're going to go in right after you guys all comply. But Joe Biden's totally fine with people walking in and out of the White House. No vaccine whatsoever. And matter of fact, he'll pull down his mask, he'll pull down his political theater, none of it matters, right? Right. But he's cool with us doing it. So always be the last one entering a room, never be the first one. And right now, America all at once is trying to be shoved into the COVID room.
1: Right. No, I I mean your your point earlier about how there is no um what's the term? There's a there's a specific scientific term for it where uh control group. Yeah, there is no control. There's no control. Like we we we're not doing a double blind. I mean, well we are we are we do have a double blind because there are people like you and I that are refusing, but If they had their way, there would be no control group on on the efficacy or the safety of this vaccine. Because let's be honest, if everybody gets it, then side effects, you can't even you can't even evaluate that as that
2: being created by the vaccine. You couldn't know, you know, because we all did science fair. We all did science. fair. Exactly. They said, hey, what are you? Hey, Gary, what are you going to do for science fair? Oh, nothing. I'm going to go out to my front yard, plant one plant, put some water on it. And then they go, OK, the teacher already knows what you're going to do. You're not going to water this one as much. And then yeah. you're going to see the difference. Yeah. But what happens if you water plant one, two, and three all the same? <laughs> so all of a sudden they don't grow and you go, well, well, the, is everyone going to say, well, the water sucks? No, <laughs> you, you, you have no idea. You like, we don't, we don't know what happened. It could have exactly. been the sun. It could have been the, the plant was just dead. It could have been anything. So really anything could happen to the plants. And they would just chalk it up and go, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, sweep exactly. it out under the rug. It exactly. It doesn't
1: matter. And well, I mean, in with modern science, apparently they would say it's the water that killed them, you know, or, or it, yeah, you, yeah, no, no, you're right. It would be the opposite. It would be that it would be anything else, even though it could have been that the water had poison in it. Something That's...
2: that we didn't give you, it was the sun. Right, right, it, right. It was we we realized that over time, what actually started killing people was the inactivity and heart disease. So you know what we need to do. We need to control your diets. We need to ban meats, saturated fats. We need to, plant, like, plant-based is the way. And you, and you guys don't understand it now, right? That's yep. what they'll tell us. Our diets are out of control. Your diets are out of control. And one by one, you already see it now with celebrities. What is every celebrity? They're all plant-based. That's all they do. It's just mm-hmm. plant-based this and, and, and all that nonsense. And they're just pushing stuff. And I always tell people, whatever the celebrities are doing, don't do it. <laughs> that, that, it's never right, ever. The, so, what, realistically, if I was worth $250 million, obviously policy does not affect me in any way. If I w- don't wanna be somewhere, I'll fly a helicopter or get in a private jet, take off. You have to sit here Monday through Friday and then just enjoy two days and be miserable late Sunday because tomorrow's Monday. That's the average life for people like you and I. We have to live a, a real life, mm-hmm. okay? So when celebrities are all looking at you you go, you guys need to take this very serious. COVID is a problem. And I'm on TikTok, Facebook, all these things. And these people are lecturing us. It's wrong. Those people (laughs) are wrong. They're always wrong. So, yeah, Yeah, it's it's a joke at this point.
1: Yeah, no, you're totally right. Because they don't they don't live the real life that we have to live. So obviously... I mean, this this was probably the most frustrating thing about early lockdown when it was like, we're all in this together and there's these fucking Hollywood celebrities that are singing songs together and you're just like, man, I would like to... I, I don't want to get banned, but yeah, I would like to fight some of these people because they are... I mean, it's just so insulting. Obviously, if you live in a mansion in the Hollywood Hills and you get to have food delivered to your house and you have a, you know, everyone, everyone, uh, you know, that revolves around you gets to make your existence as easy as possible while the rest of us suffer. Sure. lockdowns seem like a great idea. You're doing fine. But there are people that have to work to provide for themselves to survive. I mean, think about all the people that actually had to go to work throughout the pandemic for fucking pennies, you know, to, to. You know, And they didn't even know what they were actually at risk of So these people had serious yeah. anxiety Because it was early on We didn't know how dangerous this was But the world still had to move I mean, you still had to have people producing goods And producing food and delivering it And like, they don't care about these people And that's that's probably no. the thing that, that frustrates me most Is like, they, they're the alleged party of looking out for the poor And the downtrodden Who do you think cooked you that meal while you were in your mansion? It's something... Right. It's some low low wage cat in you know yep. in L.A. That's like like he's risking everything to continue to keep you alive, and, and at the right. same time you're just gleefully uh, cheering on his his uh, servitude in- eternally. I mean, it's it's just devastating, man.
2: Yeah, because it's people don't understand. It does not just because you have a lot of money. It does not mean that your opinion can't be heard. That's not what I'm saying. I do of enjoy course. listening to the opinions of I like listening, whether you're liberal or conservative, I do not care. Realistically, I don't care. But when I have a problem is when a conservative or a democratic person is saying any liberal person is saying, I know what's best for me. And I go, OK, great. But then I also insist that I know what's best for you. That is where we have a disagreement. And, <laughs> right. and people don't realize this is why people own guns in the country. It's not But hey, spoiler alert (laughs) people. We don't own guns to protect against burglars. (laughs) We're protecting just in case people are actually trying you. And if you look to Australia, they're trying them. And not only are they trying them, it's not even being tried. They are doing exactly what you're told. You have one hour to go outside and frolic and get some vitamin D and bring your ass straight back inside the house. And do you have a question? Okay, we'll save it for um, when you're dead because you're not, there's no questions, zero questions. And then just in case you guys really have an issue with what we're doing, and you guys think that you're gonna have an election, well, we're gonna rig the election. And why wouldn't we rig the election? Because you guys don't have any means to defend yourself against us. You have zero, zero means. And in the United States, we always have and they're trying to progress us to the point of where we can't. And people like me are always going to try to not make that happen. I'm never going to insist. I know what's best for another person. I'm always going to fight for people being able to just sit back and make a decision on their own.
1: Yeah. No, I beautifully said. I, I think that that's, that's exactly the, the American principle that I hold, at least, you know, that that like, yeah, I The reason I have guns The reason I have these little tiny guns on my shirt here Is because I realize that's the last line of defense Against tyranny And there is yeah. eternal examples Historically of people that are disarmed Being abused by their government Especially over the past hundred years You've seen probably over a hundred million people Killed by tyrannical governments In China and Russia, elsewhere and Germany yeah. obviously um, And it's just like it, It's like people just woke up Yesterday, like they just, they have no sense of history. They have no sense of the, the, like the, all of the historical precedents that, that make America special and make the principle of individual gun rights so important. And, you know, I was never a gun guy growing up. I, you know, growing up in San Diego, there's no hunting culture. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just not a thing, but I also grew up a hardcore libertarian where I was like, I know, I know why we have guns. Like it ain't about hunting yeah. friend. Like no. it's about, it's about the fucking government. Let's be honest. So right. uh, did you, did you get that principle from your family or, or, or did it come about once you got older?
2: No, I was actually the first person I, everybody else. Um, we were, we were all really happy about Obama. I mean, I thought it was really cool. Was, and in sure. 2008, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is really cool. Um, didn't really understand politics. Didn't really care never really affected me. And so I was about the first person in the family who was like, I don't like, I don't like this. And it was, (laughs) it was more so of just a lot of, I mean, what drew me away is being black and Jewish was like, we're making a lot of excuses for why the people who are poor are poor. We have to start understanding that, okay, maybe it's not a race thing. And maybe America just really doesn't, care for poor people. Maybe that's just really what the world's about. And what I started to realize is at that time, I was was working a job in, in like in ballet. And I was like, "Hmm." it didn't seem to matter whether or not my coworkers were white, black, or Hispanic. We're all treated like garbage and we're all poor. (laughs) That was like pretty much what I all realized. A lot of people think, oh, well, he's rich because of Gary Sheffield, all that. I'm not. I'm just a regular person. And so when I was working these jobs, I'm like, okay, these people don't know who I am, obviously. So they have no clue. And they're treating me like trash. And it's, it's probably because I'm poor. And then all of a sudden, I, I started to work in, in media. And then I got a job at Outkick. And then people started to perceive me and say, oh, okay, he's probably got more money. And then what did I notice? People started treating you better. You started getting more rights here. More people started to fight for you. More people started to argue for you, right? right? And then I realized, maybe the world is not about race. And it's more to do with economics. And once I realized that, I saw Obama, I saw what any speech that Bill Clinton's ever given, all of it was race related. It was never economics. And as soon as I saw Donald Trump and say, my focus is getting capital into the pockets of minorities and people who are disenfranchised in this country. I was like, wow, Okay. well, not just going to believe what he's saying, but I'm just going to wait and see. Then all of a sudden he's the president of the United States. Black people own more land. They, They have more cryptocurrency, they just have more cash in general. I'm like, wow, okay. That should be the only thing I care about in the world. Mm -hmm. And once I did that and I was supporting positive results, I'm like, there's this much backlash about my support of positive results. Okay. Well, now I understand who my enemy is, who is my actual support group. And I finally understood that going into the future, I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah.
1: No, that's, that's a great analysis, man. I from from my vantage point it's not even that it's not even that like conservatives uh historically have really stood up for minorities either i mean obviously there was right. terrible over over criminalization of of drugs and things like that which obviously didn't just impact minorities it impacted all of right. us but but yep. um you know from my vantage point it's like i just know that i know that obviously sound money ending the federal reserve um, you know, lower taxation, a smaller government—like those are principles that I actually believe in. The the rest of the shit with the conservatives, I can take it or leave it because uh, they they did push the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, which I didn't support. Um, mm-hmm. They have uh, Trump. Trump did spend way more than he should have. He did. He did put Fauci in charge, which which led to the lockdowns. So, yeah, like he is far from perfect, but yeah. compared to compared to Biden, like I, I obviously I have to I have to have a preference. Um, so yeah, I would I would lean towards Trump. It, it, honestly, I'm just gonna be totally blunt with you. You sound like a libertarian to me. Have you have you ever researched libertarianism?
2: I have, and it's just it's kind of like you blow with the wind, and it's like if one thing's wrong, regardless of your party, it's kind of like that's the way. But the issue is that when someone runs like that, you can't win because sure. the pe- the rich people pulling the strings they're the ones who make it go. People don't understand how all these ads show up on your YouTube page and and all this stuff to really get it in your mind of like who you want to vote for. Mm. The media controls a lot of what you do. Oh, yeah. the, the groceries that you buy. I mean, if you live in a certain subdivision, a local grocery store will go straight to your TV and they like everything around you is, is being conformed. I can't remember what the Netflix special was. It, it was something to do with like TV and just how it forms the way you think. We're all just shifting along with how media is portraying the world we have no idea and and i always looked at the media and said wow the world just sucks like you look around around the third world country these places are garbage everything's just desert and just there's no developed building it's all third world and then america is just a bunch of racists and it's just a bunch of nice buildings with a bunch it's a bunch of garbage and then all of a sudden i started traveling around and i'm like wow these people are really nice everyone's pretty nice to me when I go around places that I didn't realize it was going to be like that. Mm -hmm. And then you start to understand that like, maybe you should stop making your judgments based on the media. And right now the media is all pushing the vaccine. And when the media is telling me to do something, I'm very skeptical. It's just, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, the media has never told me to do something. I was like, wow, thank God the media was there for my back.
0: (laughs) No, I completely agree. No,
1: completely agree. I love, I love the, uh, your your path to red pilling because uh, basically what you're describing is how you got red pilled and I'm you may have heard of the term but red pill just means that like you don't trust the media basically and you don't trust politicians like that's because right. you you recognize that they've lied to you but I, I love that that yours came from kind of like a um you know grievance politics or like where people were were arguing that that America was all of the economic woes that exist in this country were really a product of racism, and things like that. It's, it's really fascinating to hear your, your journey to there. So have you, have, have you had any luck, um, you know, swaying any of your relatives to like come on board or significant others, or, you know, I don't know if you have kids, but you know, are you, yeah. are you trying to, are you trying to preach it? Or are you just letting people live their life still?
2: Um, I, I couldn't care less for the most part though. Um, a lot of my mom's side is, is pretty conservative at this point, mm. but um, I can't speak for my dad's side. I mean, they're, I just let people do what they want to do. They, I always will preach. I don't care if you're, Dem- if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. I do not care. I like to talk about other things, sports. All, and I want to find something that because people are right now, they're being conditioned to be uncomfortable. You walk in a room, you see a conservative, you go, he voted for Trump. And then you're, you just see red and you just can't even function. Right. So now like the world that you want to function in, you're being conditioned to want to be around 100% of your community that all agrees with you. Oh well, well, we all agreed on one common thing and now we're all together. Well, that sounds awful. That's <laughs> like not the world I want to live in. Right. And I just want protection for people like me. And right now we're trying to shift to make it unsafe for Trump voters. That's really the whole, the whole world is just trying to uh, cook them right out of their shell. And that's that's really what's happening. Joe Biden already knows that a lot of the people who are not getting the vaccine were also Trump voters. The whole reason Donald Trump was voted in is because we don't trust the government. And he's saying, I don't either. So vote for me and we're gonna get rid of this garbage. And he acknowledged, and I don't believe and in, in trust in everything Donald Trump does because sure. when you're in office, you're going to do things that I don't agree with because certain people are saying, you better do it the way I'm doing it or I will not support you. And they go, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, we need that support. So they do it. But I know Donald Trump's doing things wrong, but more things are being done wrong by a wide margin by Joe Biden and people saying, well, I can't wait for him to get out of office. The only thing you should be hoping Joe Biden gets out of office for is for a a recount and Donald Trump being put right back into office. Because the second he leaves, guess who's in place? Kamala Harris, who could never get, she literally didn't even make a wave. No, She, she didn't do anything. Yeah. Sorry. I, the low battery on there. Oh, so no it was like, so it's like, yeah, she, she, never she, only got, she
1: only got 2%
2: in the primaries in the democratic yeah. primary. Do you know how hard it is? Do you know how liberal you have to be to get a 2% vote in a democratic primary? <laughs> you can, you can essentially tell people, we're going to hold you down Jim Jones and we're going to give you the vaccine. And that's essentially <laughs> what she would do. She is that liberal. So if you think Joe Biden, Joe Biden's just a puppet, and some people in the background are making some noise, Kamala Harris, who's the real alpha in the White House, in a bad way, she <laughs> will really make America a, a mess, as much as today looks like a mess.
1: I, t- I totally agree, man. She she scares the shit out of me, to be perfectly honest. Um, oh my god! And and you know what would be really tragic about it too is that it would be the first female president. And and she would probably be the last president we ever have. I mean that, and and it's like I would love to see a female president. I I you know I, nothing against women, but it would just be like it'd be so tragic if the first female president only gets in there because some old dude croaks or he gets uh, recalled or or he gets pulled out because yeah. of Twenty Fifth Amendment or something like that's that's not exactly uh you know women's liberation moment.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. And 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 Joe Rogan said something about this. And his conclusion was similar to mine as well. If you're going to have a female president, actually put someone in there worth a damn. I mean, it's not like they're throwing in freaking Condoleezza Rice. They're throwing in just morons. Like, at least try. Try to find someone accomplished that's actually doing something. And, And one thing you can never say is a lot of people are like, oh, Kamala Harris slept her way around. And then they're like, okay, well, that's not true. I'm like, well, then tell me, what exactly is it that's so compelling about her? What has she said that's so compelling to you? Yeah. Okay. And if someone said, Hey, what's compelling about Donald Trump, I can list off about 25 things right off the top of my head. But what can someone say about Kamala? Well, they can say nothing, which is why she didn't get any votes. And now (laughs) here she sits as the vice president of the United States potentially to take over. Uh, She's really just going to abolish presidency, which Joe Rogan even said, he actually hopes that we just get rid of it. I mean, having a president having one person control everything just sucks. And it's like the fastest possible way into tyranny because you have a super conservative president Donald Trump and then what are you going to do next you're going to go completely the opposite direction and go as liberal as possible and that's what we did so here we are fighting for our lives
1: yeah no it is it is very concerning about the trajectory of things and and to your point about Kamala Harris she i mean she hid exculpatory evidence from a man who was on death row in California she was responsible for imprisoning poor people's parents because their kids were truant. I mean, she's yep. she's not a good person, and and these are these are the type of less leftist policies that, like, even though they're done with the best of intentions, quote unquote, it's fucking evil, man. You don't imprison people's parents because their kids don't show up to school. I mean, it's crazy, and right. you certainly don't hide evidence uh, that an innocent man is on death row, which is what Tulsi Gabbard destroyed her presidential run by by pointing out. And it's like this yeah. lady, this lady is a heart attack away from being the you know the supreme leader it's scary so i, I did want to ask you though real quick what what do you think i mean because my my personal opinion is libertarians conservatives republicans whatever you want to label this side of the the political uh realm are really under threat i mean this i they i don't know if you saw it but earlier this year they they rolled out a report actually the first day that joe biden was in office they they issued this report that was a. Uh, Uh, Plan to uh, remedy like domestic extremism and in that they list uh, you know political dissidents two a people boogaloo boys like all these all these you know groups that you might actually be like okay maybe I don't know Uh, but then they also list like uh, you know MAGA supporters and and, uh, libertarians in there and I'm like I'm like man if you're gonna if you're gonna list us as potential domestic extremists that's really going to make me feel like I might need to be a domestic extremist because like, like, it's it, it's se- it seems as if you're persecuting us overtly now. And then, then they have the vaccine mandates. Uh, the lockdowns obviously are very counter to our principles. And and now they're trying to basically disenfranchise and, and make it so that people can't, can't work. I would imagine they'll probably try and strip voting rights and all sorts. Of, I mean, yep. who knows what they do next? Do you feel the same sense of like, Persecution, like it's because it seems to me that they are really coming after uh, anyone who's not with the the you know COVID protocols, lockdowns, leftist ideology.
2: Yeah, liberals are they're actually getting to the point where they understand how to play the game better. So what they're doing now is if we have a difference in or it's on voting or if it's on January sixth, if your if your opinion is different, you're a threat to national security. We're actually in danger. So your opinions, and they've done this with Tucker Carlson, just with a simple opinion, him having a show where he gives his opinions and he brings people on to share their own, right? He's holding a show just like that. And he's saying, well, having him exist is a danger to society. When have you ever in human history in any country ever seen somebody say that person was a danger to society by saying what they're saying, get rid of them. You've never seen it before it's never happened before. So if anybody can give even one example, I would love to hear it, but I know it doesn't exist in the United States history book. I know it doesn't exist in real history. Nobody has ever said the person being silenced is something good. There's never been a president where you said, well, he's not allowed to speak publicly anymore, or this guy's not allowed to make appearances anymore. That's never happened. So anytime somebody's message is being silenced, I'm like, okay, I'm going to perk my ears up and understand that maybe they've got something Alex is Alex Jones. Um, yeah, it's like, he's, he's speaking out and I'm like, he's the most silenced guy on social media history in social media history. Alex Jones is the most silenced man in just ever. And what happened is all his videos where he was looking like a, at at first I was like, wow, this guy looks like a crazy conspiracy theorist in like 2011, 2012. And then now it's like, okay, some of the things were like a little cuckoo, but then, most of them are just on the money. He's like, they're going to be asking you for your papers. And at that time, I'm like, papers? Nobody's going to ask me for my papers to go to Yankee <laughs> Stadium. But now here we are. If you want to go into MSG or you want to go to a concert, the actual talent, these celebrities are going, I don't want you here unless you're vaccinated. Look what's happened. Like, look what we're doing. So um, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm honestly not surprised by it. I had a little bit of skepticism, but and now obviously – now that we're here, I still have got some time to fight. I do. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I, I mean, my, my Alex Jones was right. Uh, jar where I throw a quarter and every time it's overflowing, I'm going to retire on it. That, that dude, <laughs> yeah. that dude's been knocking it out of the park for a while now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I agree with you like 15 years ago, I thought, well, he's kind of a loon, but he's very entertaining and, you know, yeah, I'm sure he gets some stuff right, but I, I never really took him seriously. And then over the past um, you know, five years, 10 years, I, I started taking him a little bit more seriously over the past 18 months. I'm like, all right, this is the guy I'm listening to because everybody else is lying to me. At least he's trying to tell the truth. And, and he definitely gets mm-hmm. more right than the mainstream news does. So uh, it, it'd be crazy not to listen to him. Uh, and and to your point about uh, you know has there been a time when people suppressed people just for speaking? Yes, there has been times, not in America for the most part, but across the globe, and it ends yep. in genocide. I mean, that's that's Every time. that's normally how it plays out. So. Um, this is why I'm, I'm fighting as hard as I can and I'm using my voice while I still can to try and wake people up and be like, folks, we don't need to take this path. Um, I just want to really thank you for coming on, man. If you could, if you could give people, um, any social media follows and things like that so they can, they can keep up with you.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. It's Gary Sheffield jr. On literally everything. And I've just thought of a new slogan, by the way, for Joe Biden, if he if, if Kamala Harris wants to run or any of these guys want to rerun, it can be, it's never worked ever, but it'll work this time guaranteed that's their new slogan <laughs> it's just going to work because we're the right guys we're the right pilots. it's never worked but we got you
1: <laughs> it's never worked ever but it will this time i love every it. time yeah <laughs> thank you so much for coming on gary it was a blast
2: thank you man i appreciate it
1: thank you guys so much for supporting the show as always we have eight more five star reviews left on apple podcasts Incredible that you guys keep doing this, it really helps with the algorithms, and it gets you a free shout out, so if you're listening right now, go leave a five star review, you can leave your social media handle, I will read it out on the show, we've got Native Texican says, needs to be said, thanks brother, wake up fools, I agree, let's fucking wake up, taxes are theft, Says five stars, powerful. If you believe in crazy ideas like self ownership and personal liberty, you'll enjoy this podcast. Clint is right up there with Dave Smith. Thanks for the great podcast. Damn, son, that's high praise. Thank you so much. We got Air J Man Three says. Awesome to see people on fire Hey Clint, keep up the fight for liberty It's cool to see your evolution through the show I'm not a libertarian, I grew up GOP But I find myself feeling more in common with the libertarians LOL, still learning more And the future is bright, even if it will be hard fought And maybe you need to collaborate with Patriot J On something with your music career Says another Liberty Zealot At J3Paxton P-A-X-T-O-N Give him a follow on Twitter for supporting the show Appreciate you brother uh, yeah, actually I have a collaboration with Patriot J That I'm still waiting on him to drop the verse So I am hopeful that he will do that soon So we can put it out Because it's going to be a banger And then we got PS12455 Says great content, love your work And pointed questions, keep it up and hold the line You know I will Red Raider Veterans says Five stars, unapologetic, liberty message Clint brings the heat of liberty With a good combination of fury, logic, and humor Thank you, I try from Lubbock, Texas. Keep up the good work, brother. This is Landon, and his is uh, his Twitter handle is at Landon with an E, L A N D E N with an E. Give him a follow too. We got free to play 100 says great show, five stars. Then we got IVM says five stars, great stuff. Thanks, brother. Gringo Loco oh Gringo underscore Loco underscore F L on the Insta. Love your conversations, and I enjoy expanding my mind by following guests you've brought on. Be well and keep up the good fight, brother. I will, brother. Give him a follow on Instagram. That's gringo underscore loco underscore FL, like Florida. Then we got last one. uh, Wani Bravo. J-U-A-N-N-Y. Bravo. Says, top-notch podcast. Clint brings the fire every time. With his passion for individual liberty, he always comes in with well-thought-out questions that get his guests into some great discussions. He'd have, uh, He's had some great clips and moments that I like to incorporate into messaging with my local LP. That's awesome. says, side note, Wani Bravo says the one-star reviews are some little bitches. <laughs> Facts, dude. I don't even know why I got a couple, but I think uh, when I had Thaddeus on, people got really upset and left a few. It's all good. We got 293 five-star reviews. Verging on 300 Just broke 315,000 downloads all time In a little over a year Uh, I guess it's been 16, 17 months now Incredible Uh, Over 60,000 views on YouTube The support just keeps flowing in People are buying the merch left and right So I know that means you guys are really genuine fans Because that means that you want to rock the logo So you can talk to people about it Plus you got to rep that Top Lobster art He's the man If you are interested you can go to Either my website or you can go to Teespring.com and then just search For Liberty Lockdown and it'll come up with My logo and stuff and you can buy one And rock it and if you tweet it out I'll usually Retweet it hint hint All right, guys love you catch you soon Big shout out to everybody That's been with me since Jump Street Appreciate y'all
0: Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your Liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you are riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood, lefties lyrical feppin'. A type with Luke might bring them nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but not the shit